So I was like, this is the only time where I don't have like an apartment holding me back, a job holding me back, a boyfriend holding me back, X, Y, and Z. It was like the only time I didn't have an excuse that I needed to be in the country. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Jan and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hi guys, welcome back. I don't know if you guys know, but I love hearing people's life story and what they are doing in life. And even though I have this podcast, I am a big listener. Like I'm not much of a talker, which is ironic because the podcast is solely me talking for the most part. Um, But as much as I love sharing my thoughts and what's going on in my life as I'm figuring out (laughs) my way through my 20s, I also love the fact that I can share other people's life journey and life story as well on this platform. And so today's interview is with Katie Campbell. Katie is a friend of mine for a few years and I think out of like a lot of the people that I know, um, her post-grad life decisions and um, her life is quite different. And so she decided to move to London and take part of a volunteer program instead of going right into the workforce. And so today I get to share with you all our interview. And I do want to apologize in advance that there are some parts of the audio that is a little choppy because due to our distance, we had to do a virtual interview instead of like my previous guests where we were able to record in person. So they were in person with me as we were recording the interview. So I'm so sorry for that, but it's not too bad. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. Well, hello, Katie. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Hi, I'm so excited. (laughs) Do you want to just give a brief introduction of who you are first? Sure. So my name is Katie Campbell. I am 22 years old and I am from Toronto, Canada, but I am currently living in London, England. So about 5,000 kilometers from home. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. So we're going to do our usual quick fire game that we always do with our guests. So I'm going to ask you like five questions and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. I've been excited for this. I'm so curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you could only have one social media app, what would it be? Ooh, um, that's tied either between like, I don't know if I consider YouTube a social media app, um, mm. but probably Instagram. Mm. Um, do you have any tattoos? Not yet, but coming soon. I really thought you had a tattoo for a reason. That's why I asked. It's because I've been talking about getting one for like a year. So I know I want it bad enough that I will get it hopefully this summer. What do you want? Um, My favorite place is my grandparents' cottage, which I feel like you've seen me post a bajillion photos oh, of. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So I have like a little community there and two of my best friends there. We want to get like a little matching wave. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, that lake is so beautiful. The sunsets and oh my god, I want to visit there. Oh my gosh, come visit. I will bring you to the lake. It's incredible. 
<laughs> All right, let's go to number three, a song that you have been listening to a lot recently. Ooh, um, I've just been listening to the new Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down. And then I've mm-hmm. also been listening to Roller Coaster by the Jonas Brothers on repeat because I'm so happy they're back. Oh my gosh. You know, you commented on one of my photos about that song and I still haven't checked it out. Oh but have you God. heard their song, I believe? Um, I've definitely heard it, but I can't think of the tune off the top of my head. That's like my favorite song right now. So that will you should listen to it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four, what's your favorite emoji? Ooh, um, recently I've been really liking the little like birthday party hat one. Or mm-hmm. I like the one that has like the star smiley face eyes. Oh, that one's cute. Yeah. Okay. And last one, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh my God. Um, I have a lot of like really stupid little pet peeves. Um, my biggest pet peeve is probably, this one's really stupid, but when I'm on like an escalator and people are standing in the passing lane, does mm-hmm. that, <laughs> I just am like always in a rush and I hate when people are in my way. <laughs> okay so so let's just hop into the interview and where you are in life right now so you graduated university in December right yes technically I graduated school like two days ago but I finished classes and haven't yeah earlier oh um I remember I talked to you like when you were about to graduate if you had any plans Um, Because you graduated like six months earlier than I did. Mm -hmm. And I remember you said something about how you were thinking about like volunteering overseas and stuff like that. So do you want to like talk a little bit about the months leading up to graduation and like what was on your mind, what you were doing? Sure. So um, I started school again in September and I did university in a little bit different like the time. I did four and a half years instead of just four. Um, which like wasn't really my choice, but it was also because my program like made us take more courses than normal. And I like didn't, if I can say it, I wasn't the hardest working student. Um, so there was a couple courses that I didn't pass and I had to repeat. So it like delayed my graduation process, which at the beginning was really heartbreaking, but it kind of ended up being a blessing in disguise Um, so when I started my last semester, it was like my more chill semester. I tried not to work as much because in the semester before, in the last two years before I graduated, I was working like 30 hours a week plus taking full-time courses. So Mm -hmm. my last few semesters or my last four months, I really focused on like spending time with my friends and trying to figure out what I was going to do post-grad. Um, I knew I wanted to do something internationally because my program only had three international places you could go on an exchange and I wasn't really interested in any of them. So I wanted to do something before I like settled into a career at home. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was like desperately searching the internet, trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, I looked at options of like teaching English in different countries. I looked at being an au pair, which is just like a nanny, um, What else did I look at? I looked at going to Belize to work at a manatee reserve because they're my favorite animals. Yeah, but I ended up settling on doing a position with Girl Guides and Girl Scouts in London. So Mm -hmm. that's where I am now. Uh, It's been a bit of a 
stressful ride to get here. It felt like I was like applying to school all over again, but (laughs) so many options. So uh, a little background on your education. What was your program? Like, what did you major? I don't know if you guys do major up there in Canada. Like, what were you studying? I guess is a better way to put it. So my program was called Graphic Communications Management. Um, It pretty much how I describe it is a mix of the print industry, business and communications. So it was a lot of the science of the print side and it was painfully boring um, and very creatively smothering. But uh, I like work to find creative opportunities and I'm done, thankfully. (laughs) Okay, so um, before we get into Girl Guide and, you know, your volunteering experience that you are doing right now, um, I know you also went to Europe earlier, right? Mm -hmm. To do a little traveling before you settled down in London um, and you traveled with Kentucky. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so how did you find them? And what was like the experience of doing all that? Oh my gosh, it was so, so much fun. Um, My story with Kentucky was a little bit different. So because I was doing a volunteer position in London after I had some delays waiting to get my visa um, Mm -hmm. approved. So the British government had my passport. So I had to join my tour five days late, and I missed the first two stops. Um, So I pretty much hopped on a plane, flew to London. When I got to London, I put a bag in storage and then booked a new ticket to continue on to Prague. Um, So in two weeks, I believe I went to about eight countries and I was so nervous joining because I was joining late to strangers that had already spent like a couple days traveling together, would have made friends. I was like scared I just wouldn't fit in, but Mm -hmm. I met like some of my favorite people and we just like, explored Europe. Um, It was like very educational as well as like also a party scene at the same time. So it was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And like, it's just amazing how close you can become with strangers when you have the opportunity. So where are some of the places that you guys went or you went? Um, We, I started in Prague and then we went to Austria and then we went to Venice, Rome, Florence, um, Switzerland, Paris, and then back to London. Mm-hmm. I think those were all of them. I remember um, when you were posting those pictures, I think it was around like spring break my time or sometime around there. I was like, this girl is living her life going to all these places in such a short amount of time. Oh my god, it was incredible because you'd spend like two nights in one place and then you'd wake up and you're like, oh, surprise, I'm in a completely different picture perfect city. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to uh, your, uh, your job mm-hmm. that or your volunteer job right now. And with Girl Guide. Um, Do you want to just give us like a little background information of what exactly Girl Guide is? Yes. So um, I've been involved in the organization for 15 years. Uh, So Girl Guides is what an American would call Girl Scouts. Um, Mm -hmm. It's an organization which is charity based on creating opportunities, um, developing leadership, and providing programming for girls. Um, so I started when I was five and I did it until I was done high school. And then I took a couple years off for university and then started again 
um, as a leader. So back in Toronto, I um, back in Toronto, I have a group of girls that are aged nine through eleven who I hang out with once a week, and we do fun games. We make slime. Um, we do some like more educational kind of programming, and just mm-hmm. get to hang out and be a kid with them. It's so much fun. Um, so, what made you decide to? volunteer with Girl Guide? So about three years ago, I ended up getting brunch with one of my Girl Guide leaders who I had when I was like 14 through 17. And I just like been talking about how I wanted to travel past university or in university, but I didn't really get the option or locations I was interested in. So she had suggested that I look into one of the world centers. So Girl Guides and Girl Scouts has five different world centers. Um, There's one in Switzerland, India, Mexico, Africa, and this one here in England. So I thought that was a great idea. That's actually why I became a leader back in Toronto was to start researching and figure out my options. And then when I came to the point of knowing I was about to graduate, so about last August, I started applying to some just to like dip my toe in, see if I got any feelers and figure it out. And somehow I ended up here. (laughs) So right after or like coming close to graduation, you know, you want you knew you wanted to travel and like take a, I guess, like a gap year, right? Yeah, I kind of did a gap year in reverse. Most people do it going into university and I did it coming out. (laughs) Yeah. So did you know, I mean, not did you know, but did you apply for jobs as well? Or did you know, like, you know, I'm not gonna work for like a year, and I'm just gonna do this first, I'm gonna volunteer, I'm gonna travel, you know, did you apply to jobs and apply to volunteer experiences? Or did you just solely focus on the volunteer experiences? Um, I just focused on volunteer, I thought if I was going to do any jobs, I would do some sort of international job just to do it. Um, I, so my parents live about an hour and a half out of Toronto and it's like just far enough that if I had to commute into the city every day, it like would kill me pretty much, which is so dramatic. Um, but I didn't have a place to live come like January or February in Toronto anymore. So I knew Mm -hmm. I had to figure out something. So my main focus at first was something to get me out of Canada. And then now when I move home, I'll figure out where the heck I'm going to live. I was also really scared that if I got a full-time gig and started making money, I wouldn't want to stop. So I was like, Mm. this is the only time where I don't have like an apartment holding me back, a job holding me back, a boyfriend holding me back, Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. It was like the only time I didn't have an excuse that I needed to be in the country. Uh, And like, I think it would be so hard to go from like a salary paid position to then be like, nope, just kidding. I'm not going to make money for six months. I'm going to just like try to live off my earnings. Mm -hmm. So after, you know, the six months, are you going to go back to Canada or what are your plans? I think I will probably end up back at home. I probably will not have any money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also was like, maybe I will look at like moving somewhere in the States for a year Um, Mm -hmm. or I had thought maybe I'll get like a working visa in Australia, which felt like so scary because that's so opposite side of the world so far away. But what's really mm-hmm. nice about my Kentucky is 90% of the people I traveled with were Australian. 
So Mm -hmm. almost like any major city I end up in, I would like know someone or know of someone. So it makes like that a little scary. I'll have to see how like fulfilled I feel after these few months. Definitely. Um, I know we didn't really talk about this. I want to maybe like talk a little bit about it. So what is your job at Girl Guide? Like what is your day-to-day life like? Yeah. So the place I'm staying at is called Pax Lodge. Um, and it's a mix of like a hostel and a, um, girl guide world center. So depending on what we're doing in what season it is, summer is our busiest season because we have a lot of programming. Um, so a day, if you work in the morning, you are in charge of like setting up breakfast, um, cleaning up breakfast. Uh, we have a flag ceremony every day. So you're in charge of that. And then helping with guest services throughout the day, whether that means we have people visiting and they want tours, or if there's like a full day program, a two hour program. So planning that and running that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you work the afternoons, you're more focused on like sanitization and laundry type of things, as well as helping with guest needs. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting because you get the hospitality side of a hostel, but you get like the more fun program and like adventure side of almost like a teaching job. Yeah, it's very random, but it's kind of cool. So what is your favorite thing about it so far? Um, I really like hanging out with the kids. So last summer I worked at a summer camp and that was like my favorite thing ever. Um, Mm -hmm. So like this, so far we've had like one big program where we had, um, so far we've had one big program where we had a ton of eight-year-olds come and spend the weekend So it was really fun just like running activities and hanging out with them. And they, I find kids are just so like pure and they just have so much love and they just make you feel so good most of the time. (laughs) I know. That's how I feel sometimes. Like that's how I feel um, when I go visit the kids that I used to babysit. They're just so, I don't know. They call you out on some things too. They're like so honest. (laughs) Yeah. Like brutally honest, but like. (laughs) Also, it's so nice when they just like come up and give you a big hug and you're like, oh my God, thank you for making me feel important. Yeah, I love little kids. Okay, so I know um, we talked about this in our like private conversation, but I like want to get your advice, I guess, Mm -hmm. and like share it with people. So I know there's a lot of people out there who are interested in like joining like a volunteer program for a few months and um, but there's like this financial side where it's like, ooh, how am I going to like support myself for yeah. that month, you know? Yeah. Um, so how did you do it? I really, so as I said earlier, I worked crazy hours through my university degree. Um, every summer I made sure I had a full-time job and I was working full-time hours. Um, mm-hmm. And in my school year, I was working practically full-time hours, which isn't really in retrospect maintainable for most people. I just am a bit of a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just making decisions uh, from the beginning. Like, okay, what can I do to afford to do this? So like here I have um, free accommodation, which is huge. So I'm not paid, but my living is paid. Mm-hmm. So it was, that was also one of the challenges when I was looking for volunteer positions, they would say like, Oh, you have to pay to volunteer. And then you also have to pay your rent on top of this. Yeah. So it was trying to find something that felt like reasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And also like I moved home a couple months early. Like I moved home and worked my six months after I graduated to save some money. Um, Cause when your parents pay for your groceries, you save a lot more. But, and also then there was a lot of like grants and scholarships that I was able to find through my home organization, Girl Guides of Canada. But then also I was able to get some like travel grants from Pax Lodge where I'm staying now. So it was trying to find things that seemed reasonable. Um, But it's also really scary because I just got like my first letter sent to my house being like, hey, your student loans are due, start paying them. So thankfully my parents, yeah, I'm like, oh God, I can't pay them. I'm not making any money. So thankfully my parents are going to help me out with that and then I'll help repay them at some point, but it will be in a bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just have a few more questions to ask you before we wrap this up. Um, What was something you were scared of when you decided to commit and go into this? Oh my gosh, there was so much I was scared of. <laughs> um, yikes. I was really scared of just not being able to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much like a sociable person, but moving across the world, it's scary being like, oh my gosh, I'm like 5,000 kilometers or 300 miles from home and I don't know a single soul. Um, thankfully... I've kind of come to realize that people are like more accepting and more loving than we give them credit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really easy to connect with people, but you do kind of miss that sense of home. So I think that was like my biggest fear. And so far I've been okay. So fingers crossed it keeps going smooth. How many months do you have left? Um, I still have four more here. Okay. So I'm a third of the way through. Oh, what? Do you think is the biggest lesson you learned so far in regards to post-grad and just moving to a new country and volunteering right after? Um, I think the biggest thing with post-grad is, oh, that's so hard. That's so, like, I think realizing that, like, things will work themselves out the way they're supposed to, even mm-hmm. though in the moment it feels awful. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's so many small little things, but even like, while I was waiting for my visa and I was sitting at home instead of being in Europe, that felt so awful. But like, once you get there, it's okay. Like it's the journey that sucks. But when you get to the destination, you feel fine. Yeah. I feel like that can be metaphorical and. The journey can be rough sometimes, but at the end, when you get to the destination, you look back and you just realize it was all worth it. Yeah. Even looking at like my post-grad or my like graduate degree, my university experience felt really rough at times, but looking back at it, like I realized how much I've grown. And even it's crazy because I feel like my few months away from home, like I've only been gone two months, but in ways I feel like a whole different person. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like there's just so much to learn and so much that you realize school can't teach you until you're, like, in the real world. And also, the world is, like, a lot, feels a lot smaller. Like, technology is amazing. Oh, there's so many stories I can talk about how the world is so small. (laughs) Yeah, and even just being able to, like, I, I don't feel homesick because I can call my mom or I can FaceTime my parents when I miss them. Like, it's not... Yeah. It it's not the same as seeing them in person, but it doesn't feel as far away as if I could only write letters. 
Yeah. And it's a lot faster. Yeah. Way faster. Even like our friendship. It's amazing that I feel like we're fairly good friends and we've never met. Yeah. That's something that um, I guess we never told the listeners how we met. (laughs) We can say that after the very last question, which is, um, what is your advice for someone who is interested in doing something like what you're doing now? Um, So like moving into Europe and, you know, having the idea to just do, I don't know, like having the idea to just pick up after college and volunteer somewhere instead of, you know, what a lot of people usually do is either go back home or um, after college, they move out and then they get a full-time job, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you have to remember that like a full-time job will always be there. It might not be like the exact one you want right away. It might not be like the job, the job you want might not even be created yet. Mm -hmm. It's like a hard thing to kind of wrap your head around. But I think like you have to do things while you have like the motivation to do it because you don't know what curveball life's going to throw you in the future. Like it's never a good time to do something. That yeah. makes sense. And okay. also my big advice is like start looking early because <laughs> there's, there's so many options. And I mean, I was thinking about it early, but I didn't actually start looking until like I was starting to run the one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- so let's tell the viewers um, how, or the viewers. <laughs> You're in your YouTube <laughs> mode. Here. <laughs> let's tell the listeners um, how we met. So we both mm-hmm. created content on YouTube for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still do fairly consistently. I feel like you post whenever you have something you're like really motivated to post. Yeah, definitely. Like YouTube isn't really my main focus at this point. And, you know, I'm okay with that. Um, we but found this great new platform. on YouTube. Um, and we, well, we met virtually. We just haven't met in person yet. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've known each other maybe four years now. Has it been four years? It feels so much longer. It's been at least four because I think we're, I think you weren't done. Like, I think you were just in your first year of university. Oh, yeah. Then four years. Wow. Four years. Yeah. That's a crazy long time. And we still haven't met in person. We almost did once. I remember I was going to come to Playlist DC at one point and then was like, haha, just kidding. I don't have money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember that. Wow. What a time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll meet someday. Maybe you'll come to London. Yeah, or I'll come to Toronto. I've always wanted to go to Toronto, actually. Oh my gosh, do you say Toronto right? Wait, did I say it right? Yeah, so um, if you're from Toronto, you don't pronounce the second T. Toronto. So it's it's actually Toronto, but like, Mm -hmm. if you're from Toronto, you just say Toronto. Toronto. I don't know if you can hear the difference, but... I can, I can. (laughs) All right, so that is it for today's interview thank you so much katie for joining me i had so much fun yeah it was great yeah i'm really excited to be part of your series (laughs) the hello 20 (laughs) podcast family (laughs) (laughs) thank you again and um best of luck with everything keep me updated on stuff okay thank you thank you Bye. bye 
If you guys want to follow Katie on her social media, you can find her on Instagram at Katie Campbell YT. That is K A T I E C A M P B E L L Y T. And on YouTube, she is Katie Campbell. Thank you guys so much for listening on today's episode on the Hello 20s podcast. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at YUANXQIU. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys on my next episode.